Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Communication Mixed Down. The show that takes a critical look at contemporary media. And explores the way we use communication to make sense of the world around us. From social media to citizen journalism. To the logo on the front of your favourite T-shirt. It's all part of the Communication Mixed Down. Each week, Thursday, 6 to 6.30. Communication Mixed Down. Cranking up. Right here on 3CR. That's us, Communication Mixed Down. Hello, I'm John Langer. Anyone who's listened to 3CR for any length of time has probably heard or at least heard about Beyond the Bars broadcast. It's a week of programming devoted to the voices and experiences of prisoners of Indigenous background, which is produced directly on site in various prisons around the state of Victoria. As it turns out, radio produced and broadcast behind prison walls is becoming what might be called a media social movement, with initiatives and developments happening in many parts of the world. One of the people who's been at the leading edge of this media movement in prison radio is Charlotte Bedford. She's played a founding role in the establishment of the UK National Prison Radio Service, and her book, Making Ways Behind Bars, just published presents a history of the Prison Radio Association there in the UK. She's currently a visiting scholar at the University of Adelaide, and she's been investigating ways that radio can be used, both inside and outside of prisons prisons in South Australia, to improve the well-being of prisoners and better prepare them for reintegration into society. Hello, Charlotte, and Charlotte's on the line from Adelaide. Hello, welcome to Communication Mixdown. Hello, John. Lovely to speak to you. Um, hello from Ghana Yurta over here in Adelaide. Very windy Adelaide right now. Okay, and very wet Melbourne at the moment as well. <laughs> <laughs> so let me start. I want to start with some really basic nuts and bolts questions. The National Prison Radio Service in the UK, what is it? And tell us a little bit about how it works. Okay, so um, the Prison Radio Association uh, started up in 2016 to essentially try and support the different radio projects that were happening in um, in prisons across um, England and Wales. Sorry, that's 2006. It's over 12 years old now. Yes. So the, um, the radio stations um, that existed... Um, it, there was a primary one just outside of London that was a um, young offenders institution and they were having hideous problems with self-harm and violence and um, and suicide. And radio was seen as a way of keeping um, the kids kind of company when they were at their most vulnerable in their cells at night. And from that little idea, it grew um, into a to the first national radio service for prisoners in the world and so national prison radio is now um it's going to be celebrating its 
10-year anniversary next year. Yes. Um, it is a radio service that is all pre-recorded. It's produced in a number of different prisons around the country, mm. but then broadcast through an audio channel through in-cell televisions in over 100 prisons. So it reaches over 80,000 people um, in their cells at any one time, and it's only broadcast inside prisons. And is it is it is it the case that the prisoners would have a special radio, or how, how do they actually access the radio station or the radio network? So it, Sorry, in each in each cell, there's a television set, and in the same way that we access digital radio stations on our uh, TV sets at home, that's how it works. So people tune in and out. Um, and they choose what programs that they want to listen to or whether they want to watch the TV. Mm. So they opt in to that service. And is there a, a central place where you've said that the... the I, I, look, I'm, I'm asking some very, very nuts and bolts questions, mainly because I, I don't really know much about it myself. Is there is there a, a central location that collates all the programming, or how does how does that all work? So the main hub of National Prison Radio is at a, a major prison in London, Brixton Prison, and uh, that's where the main station is. Um, and it's most of the programs are produced inside those studios there. Um, but there is also um, a broadcast facility at a prison, a women's prison, up in the north of the country. Mm. And the National Prison Radio producers are all prepped professional producers who work alongside prisoners to make radio. And so teams of them go out to different prisons um, on regular occasions to do make programming in different places. So it doesn't just all sound like it comes from London. Oh, okay. That's That was actually a question I was going to ask. So different prisons would, would actually produce different programs and they would be collated and, and broadcast. Yeah, once... once they're called takeover days, so a group of producers will actually go to a designated prison one day a month and produce some uh, radio programming inside that prison, mm. bring it back to Brixton, and then it's all uh, scheduled um, through the national station. And uh, how, how often does it, or how many hours a day does it broadcast? Is it a 24-hour-a-day station, or how does that work? Yeah, it's a 24-hour uh, um, service, seven days a week. Um, there is streamed music on it, so it's not all talk. There's a mixture of talk and music mm. programming. But then there's standard programs that you would get on any radio station, like the Breakfast uh, Show has that sort of chat and news format, and mm. that's called Porridge, because, of course, it would have to be <laughs> called Porridge. <laughs> Being made in a prison. You know what I was thinking, Charlotte? I think there used to be, uh, a long time ago, there used to be a, a situation comedy TV show which was called Porridge. Do you remember that? And yeah, it, absolutely. It, That's it, what it's named after. It had Ronnie, <laughs> had Ronnie Barker in it, I think. That's right. It's a classic. <laughs> I, would, I remember watching it. It was, it was on television here uh, many, many years ago. Yep. That's it. <laughs> There's also the, the other mainstay of programming, which is one of my favourite um, pieces, is every week there's a governor question time. And that's one of the key reasons why prison radio exists in the UK, is to uh, keep prisons accountable. Um, so prison radio in the UK is 
run alongside prisoners. It is for a prison audience. So their input is the most important mm. part of it. They have to engage with it. They have to um, drive that programming. And government question time is a really good example of the sorts of ways that the service is being used to change the ways that people communicate within prison. And it's a way of using journalistic skills mm. to get to the real issues that are happening in prisons to facilitate debate, uh, to really focus on some of the important questions. Or even if it's just about talking about what uh, the, the standard of the food in the canteen, it's mm. a good way of having those conversations. Do pe- are people allowed to, are, are people phoning in to actually ask those questions? How does that all work? Okay, so that's a, that's a really good question in terms of communication because prisons are a really unique communication environment. They can't use phones. They, can't, um, they don't have access to the internet. Even things like uh, newspapers are a real luxury. Mm. So there's, there are televisions in most of the cells um, and the radio is, is available to them. So the main way that people communicate with the radio station is through letters. Um, And in 2016, for instance, the survey showed that uh, National Prison Radio um, received uh, nearly 7,000 letters from prisoners, uh, nearly 4,000 requests and letters of support from prisoners, Mm. friends and loved ones. So it's about that listener engagement. So with the um, Governor Question Time, for instance, um, there would be uh, forms and letters to, so forms to fill out with any particular questions. Mm, mm. The production team would focus on, on what questions they think mm. um, are the best ones to ask. And uh, the governor at Brixton, he doesn't even get to see the questions before he goes to the studio. Ah, so it's the governor, uh, the governor answers the questions. Is that right? That's right, yes. And they don't. There's no. Um, there's no process of filtering or censoring or doing anything like that. He just. He just gets them as they come. No, no. So, so in terms of, it's not. It's. Um, it's not about censoring. It's about the production team who are producing that show mm. of prisoners and producers who are working alongside them will choose the most important questions ah. that they feel need to be asked up that day, just okay. like you would on any kind of yes. news and current affairs yes. program. Yes, right. Okay, I've got it. I've been, I've, now I yep, absolutely understand what's happening. Look, you've hinted at this, and maybe this is, and this is interesting in relation to letter writing, because when you said letter writing, I'm thinking old technologies, people sitting there with a pen and a piece of paper. Wow, what, when do you get to do that any, anymore? That's, it's really, really interesting. So uh, th- this is also a pretty big question, and, but I think it's an important question, at least for me. Why the medium of radio? We're told over and over again that this is the era of new media, the age of the Internet. Radio is so old school, or, or is it? Oh, no, absolutely. Uh, radio... Um, is still such a vital medium and people are engaging with it uh, across the world in in new ways all the time. Um, First up, I'm an absolute uh, self-confessed community radio nerd. Um, I I did my first show in the mid-80s. Right. um, And I've continued to be committed to the cause of independent radio because of the way that it gives people a voice. Uh. 
And um, that's run alongside my punk and DIY politics as well, which is why I'm a big fan of the work at 3CR too. And um, the, the point being is that radio has a really significant history in independent ideas and um, subversive ideas. It's always changing. It's always developing. Mm. So it always kind of flies under the radar of mainstream and corporate control. Mm. I mean, you can take podcasting and, the, you know, the, the current popularity of, of podcasting is a really good example. Um, radio just so is, is relatively cheap and easy to make. Yes. It, it, uh, it goes, it, it overcomes a lot of uh, literacy and internet connectivity issues. Mm. It's really uniquely personal. Everybody listens to it differently. We engage our imaginations when we listen to mm. it. Mm. So it's a unique and personal um, uh, experience for everybody. Um, and and in terms of prisons, um, people, like I said, people don't have access to new technology. Mm. And it's a really, it's a cheap, effective, it's personal. When people are in their cells, mm. they can really feel that sort of personal connection. It's a really important part, uh, form of, of connection. Um, even things like um, uh, literacy levels, you know, as a means of conveying mm. information, mm. Um, in the UK, 64% of, of prisoners have a numeracy and literacy level um, below that expected of an 11-year-old. Mm. So radio is a really good way of doing it. But then I'll, I'll, I'll finish my radio round. Oh, no, no. Kids. That, um, <laughs> All of those uh, things are great, great things to hear. <laughs> Absolutely great things to hear. Well, my, my, my main sort of focus is why I believe I've been so passionate about radio for for, for a number of decades since the, the first time I got behind the mic is uh, the fact that it's a really effective way of sharing people's stories. Mm. And I go into prisons and I hear people's stories and I'm really and, – and, and people who come out the other side and I feel really humbled – by those stories and really affected by those stories. And I feel a bit sort of lame banging on about radio to people, but that's why I feel it's so important. Mm. That's why I feel it's so powerful because it's a really effective way of getting across the stories and experiences of some of the most misrepresented and hidden people mm. um, in society. This might be a good time to take a just a short break to give you a chance to uh, rest and j just to catch your breath. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back after this. We know you love our 3CR Radical Radio t-shirts and so do we. They're a bargain at $20 for adults and $15 for kids and come in black, white, grey and a cool light blue. To nab one of these beauties, drop into the station at 21 Smith Street or order by phoning 94198377 or you can visit us online at 3cr.org.au forward slash shop. Come on, you know you want one.
You're with Communication Mixdown, and we're talking with Charlotte Bedford. She's just published a book called Making Waves Behind Bars. It's a book about the development and successful expansion of prison radio in the UK, and she's currently investigating ways to set up a prison radio network here in Australia. We're talking to her from Adelaide. Charlotte, one of the phrases that I've run across several times, because I have been reading a little bit about your project, when I read about prison radio, one of the things that, that said over and over again is that it works both inside and outside the correctional institution. And I was wondering if you could explain what this is all about, because I, I think and may, maybe a couple of examples would be quite useful as well. Absolutely. So it is, it, it is kind of different in different settings. So my book is about um, the UK model. My book is about my experiences of being involved in setting that up. It's looking at how that worked in that setting at that time. And it's very much about setting up radio stations inside prisons for a prison audience. Now, I've lived in Australia for 10 years now, and uh, since coming here, it was really about uh, looking at the different ways that the relationship between prisoners and um, radio worked here. And um, it works very differently. In Australia, there's a really strong history of community radio programming for prisoners that's produced outside and inside, but is really about... um, being outside of prison structures. What do you now, mean? Sorry, um, sorry. What do you mean by outside pr- prison? You mean that that that's the the prisoners would have their own programs? Is that the idea? No, no. So the way that it works here in Australia is different community radio stations do different projects outside prisons that involve prisoners. So, for instance, the most notable uh, example is the one that you said it was Beyond the Bar, mm, which is mm. an incredible project that goes into prisons, broadcasts from prisons every year, produces a CD, and uh, that is listened to outside. It's about bridging the divide between the outside world and the inside world. Mm. The UK model is just inside. So the community radio model, uh, my colleague Heather Anderson, her research is on how community radio works with prisoners in Australia and Canada. Mm. And we joined forces um, about five years ago, and we've been testing different ways that the different models can work and how they relate to um, uh to prison, the prison system here. It's an incredibly different prison system. Hmm. In, in the UK, it's England and Wales. Here, uh, we're organised um, uh, on state level, and e- each state uh, is organised very differently. Hmm. Hmm. So in South Australia, we've, uh, we've got a few different examples. There's a request show in, um, in Adelaide on 3D Radio, which is a community radio station, and prisoners and their families write into the radio station uh, to the show to get music requests. Mm. That is a really long-running and really important program. Uh, we've also started working with um, a group called Seeds of Affinity, which is an organisation that supports women when they're in prison and when they get out. And we did a series of short podcasts called What I Know Now, um, which was the idea was to help other women who are coming out of prison. Um, and that developed into a monthly um, community radio show on a little suburban 
um, station called Wow FM, and we run that every week, uh, every month. It's called Radio Seeds, mm. and the women uh, discuss the issues that are affecting the lives of criminalised women across South Australia. Oh, and and nationally. Mm, mm. Um, we also, though, at the same time, have been into two prisons to run radio projects. The first uh, was in a men's prison, and we ran a series of workshops to produce some podcasts to help new people when they come in, like what sort of information they would need to know if they were coming into prison for the first time. Mm. Um, and then we ran that project again uh, in a women's prison um, last month as well. And we produced CDs along that, and uh, uh, along with that. And uh, so the whole idea is that in South Australia, what we're hoping to do is investigate ways that we can run um, a radio service for prisoners. And what? it might be, and it will be completely different to the UK model because there are mm. completely different issues here. What is the main thing? Is the, sorry. sorry, carry on. You, you know, you go ahead. Well, the the main thing is that um, the different projects that are happening across Australia, there's a really strong history, they're really strong programs, uh, but we all kind of tend to work in isolation. Uh, we tend to work as volunteers. Um, mm. We do it because we love it. Mm. So the idea is we've just set up the prison radio, the Prisoner Radio Network. So look us up on Facebook, Prisoner Radio Network Australia. Mm. And that is all of the people across the country who are involved in making radio by and for prisoners. We're all joining forces. Um, we believe uh, that there's uh, strength in unity. Yes. We want to support each other. We want to build on each other's strengths. And, we, and qu uh, quite a few of us got together at the recent community broadcasting um, conference uh, national conference in the Gold Coast last month. So we're really excited that yes. we should be able to collaborate now. And what, just in terms of, uh, I, well, I guess, I guess this this is a, a very big project that you're talking about. What what do you see as the biggest obstacles in 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 Australia in 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 relation to the sort of initiative you're trying to put together? Um, I wouldn't say that there are obstacles because we don't actually know how we're going to do this yet. What we're trying to do is is join forces initially. We just want to be able to support each other, uh, to be able to make radio that we feel is impacting on people's lives mm. um, and on the system. Um, we feel that we have a better chance of doing that more effectively if we're all talking to each other mm. and we're coming up with ideas together and we're supporting each other and um, sharing resources together. We're building a website um, and uh, we want to build the profile of what everybody's doing so that mm. there's more awareness about radio as a means to give voices for prisoners. But really, this is all about um, the bigger issues about changing the narrative around prisons and how prisons work or don't work. Mm. Um, and it all stems from the fact that there's a prison crisis um, around the world and something has to be done. And it's not about radio being the answer to the problem. Mm. It's about radio changing the conversation, about radio sort of adding to the debate. Um, 
I usually go on a bit of a prison rant about how broken the prison system is. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I, yeah I, over 11 I think we've read lots, yeah, lots of stuff about that, actually. Yeah. What, what what's interesting what you said is that that in fact there there are a lot of initiatives around the country here um that are are working in a sense independent of one another but you you're trying to bring those bring those initiatives together in and in, in a kind of solidarity gesture that's right yeah that's exactly what we're doing yes we we recognize the work that people have been doing for years hmm. that people have been struggling along doing for years for the absolute commitment and passion to the cause mm. but uh, by uh, you know working together hopefully we can raise the profile and uh, maybe ultimately access more funding together as well yes I, that's that's of course as they say the bottom line but uh, looks it <laughs> yes. looks to me like uh, you're you're well on the way and uh, look I, we're we're probably well on the way too because I think we're just about out of time Charlotte so uh, I want to thank you very much for being on Communication Mixdown and taking the time to discuss Prison Radio with us today. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. And uh, I was talking there with Charlotte Bedford, and she's just published a book called Making Ways Behind Bars. It's a book about the unique ways that community radio has been utilized and mobilized in prisons across the UK. And as you just heard, she's currently looking at ways to set up a prison radio network here in Australia. And as I've learned something today, uh, there's lots of initiatives out there. They just aren't talking to one another, and Charlotte's involved in getting them to have conversations with one another. Well, that's all for Communication Mixdown this week, and indeed for this year. This is our last show for 2018. We'll be back mid-January. We'll be speaking to you then.